Inner Voice, a heartfelt chat with Dr. Fujian. Break free from the forces holding you back. Get the life you deserve. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety, decrease depression, and start living your full potential. Thousands have used Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory, an evidence-based behavioral health breakthrough with incredible life-changing results. Getting rid of past trauma, having fulfilling relationships, increasing earnings, and living their best life. Now, the Fujian app is available to everyone. The app is Dr. Fujian Zane's Awareness Integration Theory theory in the palm of your hand. Download the Fujian app today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inner Voice Podcast, a heartfelt chat with my wonderful guests and you beautiful listeners and viewers. I'm Dr. Fujian Zane. I'm a psychotherapist and author and the originator of the Awareness Integration Theory. So great to be with you today. In this episode, I am excited to chat with Dr. Marcello Giuseppe Tanka. He has a PhD in neuroscience. He's also a clinical psychologist, and he joins us from Italian island of Sardinia, which he says is beautiful. I've never been there, but would love to go. He currently lives and works there in his private practice, performing psychodiagnosis, psychotherapy, and neuroscientific research. He was a visiting researcher at Stanford University before going back to Italy to teach neuroscience and psychodiagnosis at the Psychotherapy Specialization School in Cagliari, Italy. As a research, he studies in particular in relationship between inflammatory processes and psychological psychiatric symptoms with research groups in the biomedical field that use cutting edge approaches such as metabolomics and artificial neural networks. He published research in inter- intentional, I'm sorry, international scientific journals focused on PANS, P-A-N-S, pediatric acute onset neuropsychiatric syndromes. PANS is a syndrome supported by the presence of an immune pathogenic uh, based on dysregulation of the immune system with the inflammatory correlates. Today we will be talking about his latest book which is actually written in Italian, but um, hopefully someday it will be in English. But he explains what he has, uh, what his research is about the neuroinflammation and dysfunction of mental process, an introduction to the importance of a new study perspective in neuroscience. It is exciting to have him. This is a new um, field and um, it's exciting to be able to look at a holistic view that also brings psychiatric disorders and psychological conditions and looking at them from all aspects. I love to hear from you. So subscribe to this podcast, my YouTube channel, connect with me through my website, fujanzane.com or any other social media. Share with me what you want to hear, conversations that you're interested in, uh, feedback, um, anything that helps me to create a better podcast for you. So without further ado, here's Dr. Marcello Tanka from Italy. Dr. Marcello Tenka, it is so nice to have you with us all the way from Italy. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure uh, to be talking with you today. Um, I think that um, we've been waiting to have this conversation. You have been a visiting researcher at Stanford, and you've done a lot of different types of research, especially in the concept of um, inflammation and mental health and mental disorders and how you've brought all of them together. So first of all, what got you interested in um, this field and bringing these two concepts together? Yeah, thank you for asking me because it's uh, very interesting. Uh, as you just said, I'm a clinical psychologist and also after my clinical practice, uh, I got my PhD in neuroscience. And uh, I found very, very interesting to study the inflammation. I mean, there are a lot of studies that are showing now the evidences about inflammation and mental disorders. And uh, I think it's a little bit peculiar to accept and to embrace this new approach, especially, I can say personally, because uh, as a clinical psychologist, uh, is a little bit different than uh, what people uh, believe about uh, uh, psychology, psychotherapy. But and I say that during my PhD, I found out uh, this relationship between inflammation and uh, psychiatry, very, very interesting. And uh, I started studying a specific disorder. The disorder was uh, the Tourette disorder. The Tourette disorder, as uh, we know, is uh, a neurodevelopmental syndrome characterized by the occurrence of multiple motor and vocal tics. And uh, I remember myself uh, finding the information from uh, many, many articles about uh, inflammation causes. And also I found very interesting the syndrome called PANDAS. PANDAS, uh, to make a joke, is not PANDA <laughs> there, is uh, an acronym that stands for Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorders Associated with Streptococcal Infections. So we have a bacterium that can cause uh, symptoms uh, in uh, the field of psychiatry. And uh, I remember myself very, very surprised when uh, I saw patients uh, recovering from neuropsychiatric symptoms after the treatment as uh, antibiotics. And uh, for me, it was very, very amazing. And I decided to go deeply inside this field. And, uh, and uh, thanks to that, I decided to go to study this syndrome uh, at Stanford University. I was very, very lucky because uh, there is a specific research group that uh, studies this specific syndrome. I just said PANDAS, P-A-N-D-A-N-S. But uh, it's better to say now PANS. P-A-N-S, which, mean, which means that is an overarching term that includes also PANDAS. And the acronym stands for Pediatric Acute Onset Neuropsychiatric Symptoms. And uh, is a broader term. And the meaning is that 
we have an abrupt unusual onset of neuropsychiatric symptoms, such as, for instance, obsessive compulsive symptoms, and also tick disorder, with at least two concomitant uh, symptoms, uh, such as uh, behavioral, such as uh, affective, cognitive, and motor symptoms. But the important thing is that we have also somatic signs and symptoms. And this is the focus of my conversation today, because I believe that we should, we should take uh, in consideration everything about the body. We should pay attention to what the body is trying to communicate, because, uh, for instance, physical symptoms such as uh, fever, such as uh, uh, for instance, uh, rash or uh, increased urinary frequency is uh, a um, sign that there is something about the inflammation that is causing that neuropsychiatric onset. Is the inflammation anywhere in the body or is it when the inf uh, inflammation is actually in the brain? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's very important, this question, because... Uh, we are talking about inflammation in general, but also when we talk about PANS syndrome, we can say neuroinflammation. I mean, the neuroinflammation is a very specific inflammation within the brain or and the spinal cord because it's an inflammation focused on the central nervous system. And uh, it's important to underline one thing. In the past, uh, because I read a very important book uh, written by uh, Edward Bulmore, he's a professor of psychiatry at Cambridge University, and he wrote a bestseller. And in this book, he uh, explained very well that in the 80s, students, medical students, uh, were taught to believe, to know, that uh, we had a broad brain barrier that, that is a semi-permeable barrier. That, and it's an interface, highly regulated interface between blood and brain that kept separate blood and brain, immune system and central nervous system. Now the thing is different because we know that we can have uh, that blood brain barrier breakdown and uh, we have, for instance, uh, major authors, they are showing a model and uh, they explain, for instance, that recurrent infection can lead to the production of pro-inflammatory cells. And uh, uh, we know that these specific pro-inflammatory cells are called cytokines that can have, uh, that can produce damage for the blood-brain barrier and autoantibodies circulating the blood can enter the brain where they can cause damage. So in this case, we can have neuroinflammation specifically, specifically focused in the brain. And uh, maybe uh, sometimes uh, when we talk about Tourette disorder or motor abnormalities, we can have damage uh, within basal ganglia. This is uh, the uh, important specification yeah uh, you remind me of two of uh, teenager clients that i had both female um which was interesting both of them actually um had their parents were physicians 
And somewhere around age 15, suddenly they started having a high level of anxiety, panic attacks. And, um, you know, when they went to a psychiatry, they gave them, um, you know, um, like Prozac and other types of medication. And that actually caused, um, uh, caused the mania for them. And then they had to deal with bringing down the mania. And after a while, you know, they've just gotten better and better and the episode never happened. They did not have this type in, you know, genetically in any of the parents or family members. And it was always odd in what is going on at that time where in a specific location, suddenly there's symptomologies that are happening that are not, uh, you know, you can't find the pattern anywhere. And I'm sensing that it seems like it has a lot to do more with the biological factors than just having suddenly and having an onset of um, of a psychological disorder. Um, so if you're, we're looking at it from that perspective that the psychological disorder is uh, a byproduct of, as I, as I hear you, and more of um, a physiological, a biological, a neurobiological concept. Um, however, the other first, the psychiatric uh, symptoms shows up. So obviously, parents um, or people go to a psychiatrist. They'll go to an internal medicine, or they'll from there they go to a psychiatrist. Um, is there any other suggestions of where else they could look to? in order to um, to see where it could be the inflammation of um, a virus that is creating all of this instead of you know putting themselves into the position of taking regimens of psychotropic medication, which might have different types of byproducts. Yeah, yeah, thank you for asking me. Uh, so this is the point. We are talking about a new field of the science of the mind. We are uh, carrying out research, new research, and we need more study about this topic. So about what you told me about these two cases, uh, it's important that uh, when we have an abrupt onset, I mean uh, one or two days, uh, and parents can say, oh, I can't recognize my son or my daughter because it's changed in the one day, this is one important signal. The other sign is uh, somatic uh, symptoms, uh, as I mentioned, for instance, uh, fever or other processes. And uh, where uh, go to, I think, uh, because it's a new approach, uh, no matter what is um, uh, psychologist or psychiatrist, because it's a new approach and sometimes it can happen that uh, Psychiatrists also can give uh, psychiatric medications and not other kind of pharmacological treatments uh, such as uh, antimicrobics or immunomodulatory treatments. And uh, we should test these patients. This is very important to find increased uh, indicators, to increase the uh, inflammatory indices. And uh, obviously, uh, the thing is that we should consider also other fields of the medicine. For instance, uh, now there is, uh, this is what uh, new studies are showing, there is that overlap between rheumatology and psychiatry. When I was at Stanford, my 
supervisor, my tutor, uh, she's a rheumatologist. And I learned a lot about uh, physical exam and how we test, we can test this kind of patients. Uh, the thing is uh, uh, also that we should uh, make an intervention as soon as possible because when uh, inflammation started, we should make an intervention. Yeah. Have you um, had any uh, research done with um, uh, depression? and um, inflammation, because there seems like a lot of the antidepressants not necessarily working for depression, and every day depression is going higher and higher. And, you know, we're not talking only about um, like psychological neurosis um, or even existential or these type of um, depression. I'm talking about depression that are a little bit more chemical and clinical and yet, you know, the pharmaceutical um, companies or any of the psychotropic medication have not necessarily given um, any cure for it. I mean, they'll, for a while, the six months to, you know, a year works and then it no longer works. Has there been any studies um, that, uh, you know, attaches or brings together the concepts of depression? Because you talked about anxiety and OCD. Um, any research around depression and inflammation? Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for asking me. So, depression as well as schizophrenia are the most studied conditions uh, about the inflammation because uh, uh, depression, as we know, is not only a, a problem for the mood. We can have a, a very, very symptom, very, various symptoms about depression. And as I mentioned before, Edward Woodmore published this book focused specifically to the new approach for the depression. She, he focused specifically on depression. And uh, as what we know is that uh, inflammation is uh, uh, highly implicated for depression. But let me tell you something that this is my belief. Uh, I, I don't believe that we should consider depression or other important uh, psychiatric condition only caused uh, by inflammatory causes. I believe that we should embrace a new approach, a multidisciplinary approach, where uh, we should consider the psychological causes as well medical causes, for instance, inflammation, infections, we should consider every aspect of our life. For instance, we know that our style life, uh, because this is uh, what uh, the epigenetics uh, is studying. The epigenetics is the study of how uh, our behavior, our environment can affect gene expression, can affect the way our genes work. And uh, these all kind of things can affect our uh, gene, how our genes work, and uh, we should consider everything. For instance, also various, very different aspects, such as uh, uh, music, uh, figurative arts, philosophy, not only medical and psychological approach. This is my idea. Yes, I saw that um, in your book. Of, your book is written in Italian, and hopefully, any uh, news about um, having it be in, um, yeah, in English at any point? 
<laughs> yeah, the thing is, I decided once I come back uh, in Italy to share with my colleagues, uh, Italian colleagues, uh, this new approach. And this is why I decided to write the book uh, in Italian language. And uh, uh, other aspect is because I think from my perspective that in Italy, uh, we don't have uh, enough uh, uh, publications uh, written in Italian about this topic. And this is why I decided to write in Italian. Uh, about uh, other publication, I uh, had working with uh, important uh, research group uh, are already published and for instance uh, we used uh, cutting edge approaches uh, such as uh, the metabolomics one is metabolomics the other one is the artificial neural network analysis metabolomics is an approach only to uh, explain very very easily uh, is an approach uh, to identify the biomarkers Maybe uh, through the blood test, we can identify biomarkers and metabolites and comparing profile, the metabolites of, for instance, patients with an healthy group. And this is very important because it can give us an important explanation about what is going on uh, inside the body. And, specifically uh, with inflammation. And the other articles uh, I published uh, in collaboration with this important research group is with the artificial neural network. We are trying to explain the uh, symptomatology about uh, this new way to uh, see the psychiatric uh, syndromes. And in your book, it seems like you've also talked about how to look at things from a holistic perspective. So. Uh, there's also the aspect of if you can um, have a lifestyle that overall, uh, and we're not talking about disease driven, but overall reduces inflammation, uh, that you probably have a higher level of um, missing some of these maybe psychiatric disorders that would come up. So uh, can you suggest when you're looking at it from a holistic perspective, what you mean by that? Yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, first of all, I want to explain uh, something about uh, psychological treatments, because when I uh, use this term holistic approach, I believe that we should consider uh, many, many uh, fields of the medicine psychological because we know we have uh, a lot of uh, uh, psychotherapies, uh, cognitive behavioral psychotherapy, uh, psychoanalytical, and uh, we have a lot of possibility to, to make a psychological intervention. And uh, about the psychotherapy, uh, this is what I believe that psychotherapy should be considered as a brain therapy, specifically to reduce inflammation. Obviously, this is not my idea because uh, I can mention Eric Kandel, Eric Kandel, that is a Nobel Prize, uh, and uh, he wrote, I think, uh, 30 or 40 years ago, articles saying that psychotherapy is a brain therapy. That means that we can affect what uh, uh, is happening inside the brain, uh, for instance, about the neurotransmitters. And uh, this is my idea. Psychotherapy as not only something uh, abstract therapy, <laughs> psychological, uh, sometimes is confused as an abstract, is concrete therapy. Because obviously during the time, but we can modify something about 
by at the biological level. And uh, as I said before, we shouldn't consider only psychology and medicine. We should include also other kind of approach, uh, integrating them. So the other, uh, so part of that would be, um, is it that the patient or the client has to go find all of these and bring it together? Or is it that also a system that you're promoting as the research goes forward, there's a system that when you go somewhere, they're looking at all of these approaches all together, such as Stanford or maybe UCLA and some of these places can look at it from a different angle and look at it from a holistic perspective when they're looking at all elements. So as you said, it's they're not divided, like each, each uh, profession is not just looking at their own, although their expertise is on what they're doing and um, they bring what they can to the whole you know, bigger football, but also every other angle is talking to each other. The team are talking to each other to be able to create that. And it seems like there's more needed for those type of holistic centers that actually looks at this from all angles. And as you said, might bring music, might bring, um, you know, nature into it, might bring um, the Eastern philosophical mindfulness into it. And all of that, while the medical uh, industry is in there and looking at it, psychiatric and psychological, um, as you said, from more of not only the abstract, but also day-to-day -day fundamental aspects of looking at the, you know, um, bringing, bringing tools toward a better life in a sense. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I can tell you the experience from Italy because I'm working here now uh, and uh, I can explain this kind of experience. Unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, it's up to the specific doctor, the decision to have uh, a multidisciplinary uh, approach. And uh, unfortunately, um, we, I, I'm hoping now that uh, in the near future, uh, new, the new generation of psychologists, medical doctors can have different knowledge about how we can treat patients. For instance, uh, the first question when uh, patients uh, come to me uh, to the first visit is uh, to ask them, uh, how was the last time, how long was the last time you uh, had a blood test, for instance? Go to your physician, uh, to your family physician and do some test, some blood test, for instance, because uh, uh, Psychologists, for instance, that cannot uh, uh, ignore, for instance, that um, endocrine imbalances or iron deficiency can affect, can um, also be confused. Uh, the symptoms uh, uh, from this aspect can be confused as psychological symptoms. Cannot deny, cannot ignore these aspects. And uh, maybe we can start the psychotherapy also uh, with a patient having uh, supplements, for instance, is a very simple treatment, but this is uh, uh, only to give you an idea about uh, I would like uh, every kind of specialist uh, should work.
I agree. Um, this is exactly some things that I've started to do, especially it started actually with uh, when as I aged and I experienced with some of the people that I was seeing in a higher age female around a menopausal time and seeing how much anxiety and depression was rising just about because it had to do a lot more with phase of life and hormonal issues. And before, if I um, only referred some of my clients as I worked with them, but, but saw that this is a little bit more like organic and chemical that I would only refer them to a psychiatrist. Interestingly enough, now I definitely refer them back to their um, OBGYN and other physicians to also check uh, different elements of, of their blood tests and hormonal tests and all the other aspects um, you know, and then go to a psychiatrist. Because as you said, there's so many of um, these uh, psych psychological elements that are so intertwined with our bodies. And if we're not aligned in our body, it automatically shows up as so many of the psychiatric disorders. And um, to be cognizant of it, to know it, to, to be aware of it, and to ask the questions, to ask the right questions, questions from the the client in order for the, for you to be able to refer them but also i think you know are people who are uh, listening to us to also for them to have this knowledge that they can also go to their therapist and psychiatrist and internist and all of those and when they see that maybe they're finding themselves into some sort of a psychological issue to for them also to go and do this wrap around check around themselves and make sure that all angles are um are taken care of because they're so intertwined together um Dr. Tanka, is there anything we haven't shared that you really want people to know about your research and the future of your research? Yeah, I, I want to add something uh, because we talked uh, broadly about this relationship, important relationship between mind, brain, and body. The other aspect is uh, that can help people uh, to understand how important is this new approach is that also, for instance, our gut can affect our mood, our behavior. We have an important axis, gut-brain axis, and we can talk about microbiota. The microbiota is uh, uh, the combination of uh, microorganisms in our intestine, and uh, we can have, uh, uh, that is very important for that for instance, uh, uh, protecting our body is important for helping the digestion, but also regulating mood. And uh, but the, the thing very important that I want to uh, point out is uh, that the relationship is uh, uh, bidirectional. We can have, uh, for instance, uh, the body that can affect our behavior our lifestyle, but also our lifestyle and anxiety, mental disorder can affect our body. And this is that uh, I think the very important message that I want to send now. Beautiful. Yes, there's a lot of research coming across about the uh, the gut uh, 
and um, how to be able to be more aware of that and you know your eating style and how you take care of your body and how it affects consistently so thank you thank you for sharing that with us also um what is the next level of your uh research what is what's coming yeah thank you this is very exciting and uh the thing is that uh this is uh, uh my hope uh that uh, in the near future we can have uh, many treatments to uh give to patients uh, because uh, uh this new knowledge infuses a new hope a new hope for those patients who are suffering mental disorders who will benefit i'm sure in the next future will benefit from new treatment options on the horizon for uh, treat uh, to treat their conditions and uh, i believe that uh, now because we don't have specific guidelines to uh, take information about the specific treatments. As I mentioned before, we should consider uh, psychotherapy, antibiotics, uh, immunomodulatory treatments, uh, as well as psychiatric medication, but we don't have specific guidelines to treat, for instance, depression, as you, as you asked me before, or schizophrenia, or specifically the syndrome I study, depends. We are improving our knowledge. We are uh, doing uh, as best as we can, but and my hope is that we can have as soon as possible specific uh, treatments. Beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Thank you. It was a great pleasure. Thank you. And for all of you who are out there, create an amazing life for yourself and for your everyone around you and your body and your gut and make sure that you're not inflammated in any format. So take care of yourself and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Eliminate stress, reduce anxiety and decrease depression. Dr. Fujian Zane's awareness integration theory has helped thousands like you get incredible life-changing results. The Fujian app gives you her evidence-based treatment in the palm of your hand. Download today.